Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. It's our live Sunday edition of the program. As usual, the toll-free lines are open and available to you over at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. They are a very, very nice way to call in. You'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us if you join those rooms. And there are several of them available to you over at our Discord server at discord.lrn.fm. Here tonight, it's Ian. Richard Rich. And Mark. All right, of course, you can bring up anything you want, but normally we bring stuff to the table to talk about. And usually when uh, two of us, or more than two of us, agree that this is you know we have we've sort of brought in independently the same news story we got to talk about it because it you know it's synergy and uh you and i basically had the same story tonight richie uh you had an opinion piece about an opinion piece yes written the original opinion piece was written by none other than new york mayor bill de blasio who i didn't know this apparently he's running for president so him and a whole bunch of other people yeah. that nobody yeah, cares I, about. <laughs> I, I guess he's not doing that well in the polls. How's that? Yeah, I don't pay any attention to, uh, to the polls, so I had no idea. And he wrote this piece for Wired Magazine. And this is one of those topics, and that is robots, uh, that is going to come up again and again and again as we get on into the future, as more robots become uh, more affordable. As robots become more ubiquitous in our lives, not just in our homes, but at the workplace and, you know, when we go out to grab some food at a restaurant or whatever, you're going to likely start to see more robots. We've already seen stories about automated cars. Um, there's a news story that I've had in show prep for a couple of days we haven't talked about where there's apparently a robot ship that is set to cross the Atlantic. The idea being... Why should a ship have human beings running it? Why not just let the ships just travel with a robot driver? I mean, well, most of it's automated anyway, right? Like yeah. the captain of the ship is not sitting there behind the, the <laughs> right behind the, a wheel. wheel the whole the whole <laughs> right. trip across Crusty the old codger with a corn cob <laughs> pipe, yeah. right? I mean, you know, it's these ships have gotten more and more sparsely manned as time sure. goes by. But I agree. Um, you know, I mean, you're talking about a place that largely has nothing to run into. Now, the ocean, yeah. the opposite of that Except for other ships. Yeah. The, the opposing and view icebergs. would be that if something yeah. does, if there, if you manage to find something to run into, it's a very costly mistake. Sure. A mistake that could be circumvented by having, I don't know, a captain on the boat. Could be. I mean, it's certainly uh, and we can talk about the robot ship or whatever, just kind of going through a few different examples. Uh, I mean, years ago when we first moved here, Mark, I remember they had the little robot Roomba vacuum cleaner thing. So, I mean, even as far back as, you know, a decade plus, uh, there were robots that were coming into our lives and uh, surrounding, you know, to me, I find robots to be interesting and exciting and like, wow, that's really cool. And, you know, they got the robot burger flippers now. That's a thing, apparently, for you're right. Uh, Soon robots will take over a lot of jobs. And and that's what's got people scared. Right. And I mean, you know, the, w- this time when at this point in the economy, I've heard the experts say, if you want a job, you've got one. Mm-hmm. People are worried that they won't have a job in the future. And I suspect that's what the Luddites were com- uh, concerned with back in the day. And that's not just an insult. Yeah. There actually were Luddites. Mm-hmm. And These they, are people who are against technology They developing. were against factory mm-hmm. uh, you know, assembly lines. Well, and technological innovation transcends all of human history as well, right? Sure. People get upset at whatever 
whatever change is happening during their time, their life, whatever new thing, whatever that threatens new thing. the, you know, yeah. my God, my life is going to be different. My who moved my cheese? Yeah, you know, and you know, there, there's obviously going to be other jobs, and people will probably span their careers will span several different types of jobs. I've been a roofer. Uh, retail uh, salesperson. You're I've a cabbie. done uh, a cabbie. I've <laughs> been, uh, you know, worked at uh, convenience stores, and now I happen to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. I've done a bunch of different things. Sales, uh, of course, has had been a, a large portion of my my life. So, I mean, you're, you're just versatile. Th- these these jobs where you just go to work there at eighteen and end up. I mean, those are from stories at this point. There are some people still retiring from those jobs, but jobs are out there. And what about the training period between when you lose your job and when you learn the new skill to get you into the next That job? is the job of the employer, and many of them will pay it, you know? For the new job? Sure. Okay. You've got to... <laughs> look, Depends on how desperate they are to find if, somebody. If they want somebody to do the job, they're going to have to train them to do it. If you can't yes, find somebody who already knows. Plenty of people out there That's do the manage to do the training ahead of time and pay for it so that they can, you know, compete more readily against the other folks, but... You know, it doesn't always work out. Sometimes you're training for a job that doesn't exist. How's things going with that MBA of yours? <laughs> St- still have it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the fear-mongering uh, from Wired Magazine. Again, this is uh, an article written by Bill de Blasio, and it's entitled, uh, Why American Workers Need to Be Protected from Automation. He says, as president, I would issue a robot tax for corporations displacing humans and create a federal agency to oversee automation. They call it the Lights Out Factory, a manufacturing complex run by Japanese company Fanuc, F-A-N-U-C. It spans 22 facilities, producing 23,000 computer parts each month for companies like Tesla and Apple. The plant runs close to 24 hours a day every day of the year that's the beautiful thing about it right because the factory worker will run either one or two shifts then they gotta and then, pee and then they gotta, they sh- gotta well yeah. at the end of the shift the factory shuts down because everyone goes home for the night whereas, unless they're going around the clock right well in this case they do go around the clock and with you know without the added expense of the electricity to you know to, to light the factory. right you don't need to run the lights the robots yeah. don't need those yeah uh, the complex seems to run so smoothly it might take a moment to realize that something's missing Human workers. Fanuc's factory is 100% automated with robots going unsupervised by a human for as many as 30 days at a time. The scale of automation in our economy is increasing far faster than most people realize and its impact on working people in America and across the world, unless corralled, will be devastating. Already, according to the Brookings Institute, so he's saying we got to corral this progress. We can't just have crazy progress with more efficiency and lower prices for everybody in the on the planet right well the pl- the price of labor is completely different than the price of everything else because labor means people and we shouldn't be talking about economics when we're talking about people or some such garbage when you're talking about crap. economics you're talking about people it's exactly what it is yeah. and you know what it's saying here is is that I don't even know. We need crappy old jobs, mm-hmm. outdated jobs, because otherwise people won't have jobs. That's the fear. What evidence do you have of this claim? Well, In the future, we could very well have all the jobs we need. At this point, we know that there are more jobs than there are people in the United States because 
the price of labor is going up. Well, also... That's how we... It's supply and demand, ladies and gentlemen. Supply remains whatever it is, and then demand, you know, goes with a good economy is going up. Well, we also know there's more people on the planet than ever before also, right? So, like, when automation was becoming a thing, because it didn't used to be a thing, there wasn't mechanical automation until there was... You know, you had to have a whole lot more people building and digging and, you know, doing all the things that people did before there were machines to do those things. Um, And there were people who were mad about that back then at that time. So it's, you know, it sounds very familiar to me. Not that I was around back then, but the, you know, these arguments seem like the same old dumb crap trotted out by the same old folks. And at this point, you're like, you know, whether it was the Roman Tribune saying I'm for the people or Bill de Blasio out there saying I'm for the working guy. It's all the same old crap. They're lying still thousands of years and People still fall for the same old crap lie. Well, because fear is a motivator, right? It's fear is something that gets people's attention, and it's certainly possible that there's your no job- politician on the planet that gives a damn about you. No, there, that's, that's where you start from. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's also the mentality of the people involved, right? Because even my stepdad is a little bit older, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I see him his posts on Facebook and whatever, and he's floating around this thing that says. Uh, don't go through the automated checkout at the grocery store. Uh, wait, wait for the cashier because if you line up enough people in the cashier line, that store will have to pay another employee. Whereas if you go through the automated line, you're basically doing <laughs> their labor for free. I go, well, great, you know, because now it, wages go up, costs go up, and now everyone pays more because you don't want to check out yourself. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. You can join us, share your thoughts on the future of automation and your job. This is Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition of the program, talking about the uh, the fear-mongering, the ongoing fear-mongering that some politicians are using to, of course, try to get your vote. Uh, in this case, it is Bill de Blasio. You may know him as the mayor of New York City, and apparently he wants to be your president, and he's trotting out the old uh, canards about... Now robots are going to take over your jobs and people are not going to be able to work anymore. And so therefore, blah, blah. We haven't gotten into the full piece yet, so we'll get into a little bit more of what he has to say. With you tonight, though, it's Ian. Richard Rich. And Mark. And I want to make sure you know how to get your phone off the grid. You go to godarkbags.com slash FTL, like Free Talk Live, to get your Faraday bag for your phone. Uh, that way... Got mine in my car. That way, anytime you need to not be tracked, you just pop the phone in the bag. Doesn't matter if your phone's on or off. The signals are not going to get in or out. And uh, by the way, it's important to know that if you think that you can avoid being tracked by putting your phone in airplane mode, that is not necessarily the case. Um, When you put it into airplane mode, it still apparently is tracking you based on your GPS position. And then when you turn off airplane mode, your phone will upload all that data to wherever it is that wants to know. So if you want to protect yourself, yeah, godarkbags.com slash FTL. Get your Faraday bag from Godarkbags at godarkbags.com slash FTL. Um, So anyway, de Blasio has written this uh, piece for Wired Magazine, who apparently is taking this guy seriously. I guess Wired doesn't really understand, you know, the history of uh, automation and he's economics. Got a big name. I don't see why they wouldn't take him seriously. You know, they, he's. I wouldn't yeah, publish sure. him. Well, <laughs> well, Wired's in it for the clicks. Or if I would, if I did, I'd publish a counterpoint. 
you know, like, oh, well, here's what Bill de Blasio says. Here's what whoever is, you know, sane yeah. uh, has to say about <laughs> Bob this. Murphy. So let me go on with more of the uh, the fear mongering here. He's talking about this factory in China that has, uh, you know, runs 24 hours a day. They don't have any lights because there's no humans. It's just all machines going, you know, unsupervised. Obviously, somebody's probably coming in to fix them when they break. Uh, but beyond that, there's not really any staff of which to speak. Hard to believe with uh, the cost of labor in China, as I presume. Hard to believe that they have ma- There is a automation. factory in uh, China that is completely automated when the cost of labor I would presume, is significantly cheaper. Well, you may be right about that, but uh, they're doing it, and so maybe. it must be economically feasible. Or maybe it's it. just uh, you know, a, a prototype, proof of, uh, proof of concept. Yeah. Already, according to the Brookings Institution, 36 million American jobs are highly likely, they say, to be automated out of existence in the so coming about, decades. Uh, let's see, 36 million jobs. I don't know how many working Americans there are, but if you presume that... Uh, four-fifths of Americans work, and that mm-hmm. uh, one-fifth are either too young or too old to work, then, um, you know, that's a – it's not a big percentage. And it's I would think – It's significant. But it's not a gigantic percentage. And, I mean, can the economy not – provide jobs for more of those folks yes of course it can because new jobs get created over time as other jobs get eliminated uh, the marketplace is always developing there's always new innovations and new ideas and new companies opening right there's there are jobs today that didn't never existed 20 years ago Instagram influencer. Right? Yes. <laughs> YouTube <laughs> producer. Twitch player. Right? Right. People get paid to play video games. Oh, now. yeah. Indeed. Doesn't that beat e- factory work? Esports is much better than factory work. Yeah. Uh, so he goes on to claim, but automation and human employment should not be viewed as mutually exclusive. America has welcomed technological advancement throughout our history, and we still should, as long as the benefits of those advancements are shared evenly. Instead of solely going to big corporations. As mayor of New York and as a candidate for president focused on the needs of working people, I've seen at home and across the country that workers can benefit from these technological changes, but we can't let American jobs be replaced by them. That's why I'm proposing a new plan today to protect American workers and ensure that we all share in the gains from technological advancement. Just roll back all the technological advancement then and open up a whole bunch of jobs. Bring back ditch diggers. There you go. Well, uh, this guy gets to decide. Bill de Blasio is smart enough to know which technology we need and which technology we don't need. That's part of the problem here. That's exactly what this is. This is one control freak telling you, well, this is how the world needs to be shaped into the future. City planners, bureaucrats of all sorts, that's what these people are. They're simply control freaks. And when the market is allowed to expand without undue fetters, Mm -hmm. then, well, that's... It's going to provide us with the best possible outcomes. And that means lower prices. Right. And like, that means your dollars that you earn go further, meaning you have a better quality of life uh, if this man and his bureaucrats don't get in the way. If you have the job, though. According to him, if you're out of work, your dollar doesn't go anywhere because you don't have any money to spend and you don't have the skills to transition quickly into another job. So what about those people? Yeah. I mean, this is just based on pure fear-mongering, the idea that jobs will not be created he's what he's suggesting is and it may be true that 
there may very well be 36 million or more or less or whatever, millions and tens of millions of jobs that don't exist in the coming decades anymore. But what he's not saying is that there's probably going to be another 50 million that are created that in didn't exist. new sectors Correct. that no one can predict yet. Yeah. I um, read a book in the 80s. It was, a, it was a class requirement, and it was written by Alvin Toffler. I don't remember what mm. his... Uh, I've heard that name before. I don't remember the name of the book, but it was one of his more famous books. Mm -hmm. In it, he went on to explain what the future was going to be like. And, you know, the guy's got some some hits, and he's got plenty of misses. Sure. This is one guy who claimed to know what the world was going to be like sure. in the future, yeah. couldn't predict the internet, nope. not not in its uh, you know, not in its full flower by any stretch of the imagination in the modern sense. I mean, Look I still at, like the theories, though. Yeah, I mean, the, you it's read awesome. about what the future is going to be. It's like, wow, that's exciting. That's well, exciting and new, and I want to be a part I, of that. I, I love, you know, futurists are great. Uh, it's a great way to sell books. Oh, absolutely. But it's not, like, you know, Alvin Toffler didn't know what the future was going to be like 30 years out. He's still alive, probably. I don't know. Um, and he couldn't pr- predict what 30 years mm-hmm. out was going to be like. How is Bill de Blasio going to predict it? That's what these people are proposing to do, is they're proposing to predict the future. We need to stifle growth in this particular area because growth in this area is bad, Mm. is the claim, and it will result in the future in bad things. Well, how does Bill de Blasio know? Well, that's the thing. He doesn't know, but he's trying to create it because if he gets elected, he can stifle those future growth. And therefore, his future is the one that pans out because he's in control. And, you know, he's, he's playing to the fears of the present uh, based on the, the prosperity of the future. We will eliminate this prosperity that we will have in the future to benefit us today. We will mortgage our, our grandchildren's future for you today. <laughs> so you and that's what the government job. does, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's what debt is. You currently are paying the debt on, on debt that has existed since before the United States Civil War. If you don't understand that you are mortgaging by voting for these disgusting, slime-covered politicians, that you're mortgaging your grandchildren's future, well, that's what your great-great-grandparents did. Well, he's got a plan, and we're going to share what uh, he wants to do. He's an idiot. Yeah, well, he's the mayor of New York. And He's people a rich, are going to powerful idiot. People are going to take him seriously. We'll tell you about it coming up here. 855 450 free. Are you afraid of the future? Are you afraid of change? 855 450 free like free. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com it's free talk live and it's the live sunday edition of the program here of course uh, you're welcome to join us you can take control of the airwaves bring up whatever you want you don't have to talk about uh the future and automation and the fear that surrounds that that whole scene uh, which is inevitable although the government of course uh, the government gang could get in the way they could slow progress dramatically at least in the united states that they can't, thankfully, control the rest of the world. So, you know, robotics will continue because it's unlikely that every government on the planet 
is going to do the same stupid crap uh, that these politicians want to do here. But they will put a tariff on imported robotic Chinese goods when it becomes too cheap to import into the United States. I suspect they will. Costing American jobs that way as well. Uh, So Bill de Blasio, the New York mayor and uh, Democratic candidate for president, apparently, he's got himself a proposal. He's trotted out the old uh, claim that people are going to lose their jobs. 36 million Americans, he says, according to the Brookings Institution, are highly likely to be automated out of existence as far as their jobs are concerned. Their jobs are going to be automated out of existence. But that doesn't mean they won't be able to find work, and that's what he's suggesting. He's suggesting, well, you're going to lose your job. You couldn't possibly get another job because robots. Because you aren't as good as a robot. Isn't that kind of what he's saying there? It's like, you humans, we realize the robots are going to be more technologically superior and superior in every way. You know, There's just no way you'll be able to compete uh, with these robots, you silly humans well if your job is at that level then it's possible yeah yeah if your job is to bolt on something and a robot can do the same thing it's worth pointing out that in um a you know as these we go to this sort of post-industrial society or whatever it is that he's talking about here this automated society that it's going to drive down pricing that's right if it drives down pricing then you don't need to make as much money or have as much money to do what you're going to do um, to to buy the things that you want to buy, right? It might take it, it might take you from a forty hour work week to a twenty hour work week if it's that efficient. Also, there's a situation of uh, you know we already have a society where you basically get like free water. It's not welfare that uh, gives out water mm-hmm. to drink in our society. It's available at water fountains and drinking places all over, and. You know, we have this these government programs that provide food and shelter for people. We already have uh, the basics that are provided at this point. And who's to say that we can't continue to provide these basics for people who have not figured out how to save? Oh, you don't have money and you haven't figured out how to save? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say something mean. But the reality is, is that every day you have the opportunity to begin a savings program. That's true. It's never too late. And that's it's the reality of these situations. You put away 10 percent and, you know, put it into at this point, uh, you know, probably an S&P matching fund or something. And you're going to do reasonably well. Are, are you suggesting that these people who lose their jobs due to automation should go on some government welfare program? In um, the interim? It'll probably be there. OK. I'm not suggesting that they should, but it'll be there. Well, I'll say this. Um, a lot of times when somebody loses their job, it's upsetting. It's frustrating because a lot of people live you know, paycheck to paycheck or darn close to it. And that can put the squeeze on somebody financially. But I've seen it time and time again where the loss of a job leads almost inevitably to a better job or to a better opportunity or to something that, you know, had they not lost their job, they never would have been looking for this other thing. And then they find something that pays better or is better hours or is closer to home or whatever. There's usually something better uh, that comes out of that situation for the person who's willing to seek that thing, who's willing to, to, you know, be aware of the opportunities as they present themselves. It's real easy to get stuck in a job that's comfortable for you sure rather than you know up and doing something else and it takes a lot to break free from that on your own and just you know like setting the ships on fire basically saying like nope i'm quitting my job because i need to find something Something better better. out there 
and then you know and not having a backup plan you yep. know, if something goes wrong and i know that people can find this kind of conversation to be very triggering I have to use uh, one of the new terms is because, you know, we don't know what your situation's like. Well, plus you guys are on the radio. You're not going to be replaced by a robot. Well, why not? You'd they're, be surprised. They're painting uh, robot, uh, you know, computer programs are making works of art at this point. I mean, why? And they're already writing news stories. Why wouldn't a robot come out and that can do a talk show? I mean, at this point, <laughs> why not? They basically already have it because they can take your voice sample and just, you know, type in the words or that's whatever. That's true, yeah, or that's have true. Or have the robot make up the phrases and whatever. And they could have uh, Optimus but, Prime host a talk show because they've got uh, the guy who does, Peter Cullen, I think is his okay. name, the voice actor for Optimus Prime, uh, the, the Transformer. He has read enough, you know, he read the series of words or whatever that you yeah. have to read in to get every potential inflection uh, that your voice ha- could possibly do. And they've, they've ingested that into a computer program to where... He's going to pass away at some point, but they will continue to make Optimus Prime sound yeah. just like Optimus Prime has always sounded because of that. So, yeah, it could happen. It would be interesting. I mean, we do have these, uh, you know, like robots online that are chatbots, right, where you yep. can like type in. They're getting smarter. They're getting better uh, than they ever have. They get have. manipulated by the, the, the fun guys out there. On the 4chan. <laughs> the 4chan. <laughs> they people. have a good time. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I think that a lot of people think that if you're on the radio, you're rich. Yeah. I am rich. And well, oh. you are richy rich. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Rush Limbaugh is pretty rich. He is absolutely rich and But he's also the number 1 talk show host. But I think it's worth pointing out that um you know, to move up here, I took a loan out from my mom mm-hmm. um and that uh you know, we you know, until recently my wife and I lived in a uh, 700 square foot cabin. It's not like uh you know, wealth <laughs> We weren't wealthy, but she did have a really good savings plan, and, you know, you can too. So here's the big plan from Bill de Blasio is what he's going to do if you give him the presidency. He says to start, my plan calls for a new federal agency. Oh, we don't geez. have enough of those. you got to have another one. Yeah. That'll give jobs to people. Yep. The Federal Automation and Worker Protection Agency, FALPA. To oh, it overs- doesn't even a cool acronym. To oversee automation and safeguard jobs in communities. FAPA would create a permitting process for any company seeking to increase automation that would displace workers. Approval of those plans would be conditioned on protecting workers. If their jobs are eliminated through automation, the company would be required to offer their workers new jobs with equal pay or a severance package in line with their tenure at the company. Are these companies going to be allowed to shut down completely? Because that would displace everybody. Yeah, good question. Yeah, what if you close the whole company and start a new company? Yeah, why not? <laughs> as, as easy as filling out a new LLC certificate. You know, that's an interesting point. And, uh, you know, they're going to find loopholes in, sure. this, in this process. Uh, he says, additionally, my plan would close tax loopholes worth hundreds of billions of dollars for corporations that invest in automation and then often deduct it on their taxes. So, therefore, we're going to pass all those taxes on to the customer. Because remember, no corporation actually pays any taxes. It's the customers who pay the taxes through increased product costs because they got to make up the price of the taxes. So, anytime a corporation gets taxed more, get ready. You're going to pay more at the, the cash register. And it's going to happen. And they're insidious with it, too, because sometimes it's not just a price increase. Sometimes it's the same price, but a smaller amount of the product. Sure. And the boxes and the packaging get smaller and shrinking. smaller. Yeah. The incredible shrinking product. Yeah. Uh, there's a cool blog called uh, Mouse Print. I haven't actually looked at it in a while. I don't know if it's been updated, but they uh, they look at that. 
and there's a name for it and I forget what it's called, but there's like a there's okay. a term for that, that where the product packaging gets smaller over time. Or they try to like make the package look like it's the same size, but they, they shrink, shrink down the, 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 what, yeah, like the, yeah. the depth of it or something like that. So <laughs> it looks like the same on the, on the shelf so as it awful. always has. Well, um, you say awful, but they do it because they have to cover their costs somehow. I know. Yeah. And they don't want to like you they know, don't raise, prices. raise prices or cause yeah. a panic in customers. Um, it's called Mouse Print. It's a really interesting blog because they'll take submissions from their users of like, oh, well, here's... Uh, you remember orange juice? Like uh, I remember orange juice. Right. Yes. It I used still to come remember in orange 64 juice. Ounce. Remember 64 ounce containers yes. of orange juice? Pretty standard carton kind of. That's nope, like they don't 59. have that anymore. It's like 53, 55. Okay. Oh uh, yogurts used to be eight ounces. You can't find that anymore. They don't exist. Right. I haven't seen an eight ounce yogurt in years. You're lucky if you can find anything above five ounce. Like 5.3 is, I think, your typical size. And I've seen them okay. cut it back even further from that. I mean, it's like a it's like a little kid's scoop in a, in a yogurt now. Like, there's nothing there. Yeah, eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. More about Bill De Blasio's plans to basically halt progress. It is Free Talk Live, and you are invited, if you want to join us here, to take control of the airwaves. We're talking about the future of automation and how some of these uh, government politicians, thugs, uh, want to stand in the way of that in order to get your vote so they can get some power. Bill de Blasio, who doesn't have enough power, apparently, as the New York mayor, would like to be the president of the United States, and he is now planning... Uh, or he's announced that he will create a new federal agency, uh, which, of course, he would need Congress to do. But I'm sure there's you know, plenty of fear mongers there who would back him up on this uh, to create the Federal Automation and Worker Protection Agency, a.k.a. FAUPA. FAUPA. I'll tell you more about that coming up here with you tonight. By the way, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. And if you are an individual who rejects the initiation of force and agrees to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle, You ought to head down to liberty.menu, and you can list the things that you do on this website for Liberty people uh, that uh, could list your business. Maybe you've got an event that you are involved in creating and promoting, or perhaps you're a digital content creator, and you want other people to know about what it is that you've made or the things that you do. You can just uh, list yourself, and you can do more than one listing for free, by the way, over at liberty.menu. It uh, only costs you the moment of time that it takes to fill out the form. And then you'll be up there on the list on the map at liberty.menu. And again, it is completely free. You can use code FTL if you want to get a special Free Talk Live listener badge at liberty.menu. As we continue, hear more from Bill de Blasio's article that he wrote for Wired Magazine talking about how he wants to make it so this FAUPA, uh, the Federal Automation Worker Protection Agency, will stand in the way of any company that would like to automate any of their business and issue what is it permission uh, licenses yeah correct so the licenses them taking your right away and then selling it back to you right you want to uh you know add a robot to your your workplace well you're gonna need to go you're to- gonna have to go through the fupa commission <laughs> right <laughs> You got to get them to approve your plan, and they're only going to approve it as long as you take the person's job who is going to be eliminated by the robot and give them a new position or 
give them a severance package, he says, quote, in line with their tenure at the company. Now, I don't know what that means. You know, I don't know if that means if you've been there a year, you got to give them a year's worth or a week's worth. I have no idea. Most companies have a, a internal scale Do on they? how severances get paid out. Uh, additionally, he says, my plan would close tax loopholes worth hundreds of billions of dollars for corporations that invest in automation then often deduct it on their taxes. He says, uh, lastly, my proposal would institute a robot tax on large companies that eliminate jobs through increased automation and fail to provide adequate replacement jobs. They'd be required to pay five years of payroll taxes up front for each employee eliminated. See, that'll give money to the government and that'll help everybody. Right. Um, you know, I think that one of the best examples of this is when the uh, when the local government in uh, my town uh, finds out that your dog has gotten out and killed the, killed the neighbor's chicken. They uh, they fine you five hundred dollars for the dog. They buy him a chicken, though, right? No, 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 no. The neighbor's got a dead chicken. You've got a five hundred dollar fine, and the town has five hundred bucks. Yep, cha ching, ding ding. I mean, this is just how it goes. Like, this is exactly what he's talking about. Well, don't worry. He's going to take that money that the payroll taxes again, the five years worth will be have to be paid for each employee, and he says that revenue would go right into a new generation of labor intensive, high employment infrastructure projects. And new jobs in areas such as healthcare and green energy that would provide new employment. Displacy, the government's going to just take in all that money from private industry and just make a bunch of make-work jobs for people. So if, the, if, if that's the plan, why not just invest in all those new technologies and green energies now and start employing those people and getting them trained now on his own dime? Well, he is rich, right? right. I mean, the he boss, yeah. yeah. Can you can prove the uh, if, the idea? If yeah, if he thinks that if he thinks that that's where if that's where the future is going, right? Get into that now and start doing it. He says displaced workers would be guaranteed new jobs created in these fields at comparable salaries. This tax and the jobs in the 21st century fields that it creates would drastically change what the next economy will look like for working people. Don't forget if this guy creates some bureaucracy that uh, retrains employees for new jobs that he, they you th- I mean, aren't don't we have this called colleges, mm. uh, technical centers, you know, these sorts of things that, I don't know, teach you how to do things so that you can go get a job. I mean, that's all he's talking about here. And we already have it. We don't need the government to do it. But, I mean, he's, t- he's... Well, that's what he's saying. He says we need the government to make new jobs for people. Well, um, I, the, the government has been remarkably bad at making jobs. It made a job for Bill de Blasio. Now look what he's doing. He says it'll have two fundamental effects. That Bill de Blasio saw a cicada sitting in a tree screaming, and he's like, why can't I do that for a living? <laughs> <laughs> he said it will guarantee that American workers have a shield against unemployment. First, my plan would ensure stability for the workers who have the jobs of today. Secondly, by taking the revenues created by closing the automation loophole and the robot tax and investing them in new programs, it would facilitate the next generation of jobs. Good-paying union jobs in green energy, early childhood education, home health care, and the like. Union jobs will likely just drive the uh, you know manufacturing out of the United States into some place that doesn't require the union. They've or been doing automation. For a long time. Is Bill De Blasio going to make sure China gets union jobs and and Bangladesh? <laughs> is that what Bill De Blasio is going to do, or is he just going to uh, uh, make sure that we outsource all the jobs from the United States right. out? For generations, Americans went to work confident. Not just they had the security of a good-paying job with union benefits but that they'd have that security for years to come. 
those of them still in the workforce, as well as Generation X and Millennials, deserve that same peace of mind. I don't know. Like I just I, I hear that from like the older generation crowd, and then I just I wonder how good that actually was because I've never experienced that. The working the same job the whole your whole lifetime, your whole, yeah, kind of thing? like you know, decade upon decade of the exact same thing repetitively. Like never has never appealed to me, and I don't know if that appeals to the current generation either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't really don't think so. That's a good question. And by the way, I mean, not everybody had a union job back in the day. Yeah. So yeah, it's certainly true that the union shields their members, rightly or wrongly, from being terminated, and that's not a good thing when it comes to you know if this employee sucks, they need to be gotten rid of. The union stands in the way of that. Uh, but for those people that didn't have a union job. They never had a peace of mind. If you feel like you have a peace of mind at your job, you need to forget about that because tomorrow that business could go under or tomorrow that business could decide that they don't need your services anymore and then you don't have a job anymore with that company. Yep. I've been through that a number of times. Right. I, I, I worked. I, I it's worked, not because you're a bad worker. No, it wasn't. It, like literally uh, we got the, the owner didn't pay the rent. I was working at a salad restaurant uh, back in Jeez. Hawaii and the owner didn't pay the rent. So I got a call from uh, the general manager of the restaurant wow. while I was at my other job to tell me not to Don't come, come into in. work. And I went, well, what's going on? They went, we've been evicted. <laughs> like, it's over. It's all, and that was it. Yep. You know, we had you're, like, you're lucky if you get another check. That was the thing. So yeah. I, you know, the, the, the owner had another facility, had another mm-hmm. restaurant. So I said, well, I'm getting paid one way or the other. You I went down there to I was confront going him? To. I was going to. I did not because the, the general manager said, hold on. I will work this out on your behalf. And I said, "Do it quickly." So he <laughs> coughed up the check. Uh, we, he got he. We all got checks from the from the owner. Okay. Like the owner had enough to pay out the final paychecks. Wow! And then we immediately went to the bank to cash it. Like yeah, it wasn't sure. like, a good idea. There yep. was no depositing it into my bank account. We right. went to the issuing bank. You know, gave Shh. them the thumbprint, got the cash, and th- that was smart move. Right? Yeah, but well, it was it was overnight. You just yeah. you know. De Blasio here is talking about union jobs, and almost all union jobs these days are government jobs. So De Blasio is probably just talking about making them into government employees. But let's not forget that it's the government employees right now that are worried about their pensions in places, leftist paradises, paradise Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, Chicago. Yeah, but this is federal, so don't worry. They'll print the money. Oh, when when they do the government shutdowns as well. The United um, States government is $22 trillion in debt. Do you want a pension from that organization? Ah, they, what's another $22 trillion? They've Just been tack in, it on. They've been I think in government debt employees should have to pay that back. Every day of the life of the oldest citizen in America. To deal with this looming threat, some tech leaders in Silicon Valley and my fellow 2020 candidate Andrew Yang have proposed providing every American with a universal basic income of $12,000 a year. While this idea could be part of a broader solution, as a standalone proposal, it's woefully inadequate and has the potential to do more harm than good. He claims that, at best, UBI overlooks the intrinsic value of a job, believing the financial life support of a monthly check can substitute for meaningful employment. And I don't disagree necessarily with that. Uh, that perspective. He says, at worst, it's a sleight-of-hand trick telling Americans that automation will create a better future for all, while it instead locks middle-class families into unemployment and ensures the profits created by new technological advancement flow only to the wealthy. See, and again, only temporarily, right? At some point, you go like, I have to get a new skill, I have to get a new job, I have to move on with my life, if you if you value that sort of thing, and then you do, you know? And then, then, then everything's cheaper because of the automation that was took your old job. What, uh, let's continue that statement from de Blasio deserves a little bit more uh, attention. We'll get to that. Your calls and thoughts are welcome on the future of employment 
in America and worldwide. You can join us at 855-450-FREE. Is oral health important to you? If you don't like your own teeth, fresh breath, or kissing people, then by all means, stop listening. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I became passionate about the product that she created and never want to live without it. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, but I find it does much more. They want you to love My Magic Mud as much as I do, so they're giving you a money-back guarantee plus 20% off. Go to MyMagicMud.com and use coupon code FTL20 at checkout. MyMagicMud.com, FTL20. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial toll-free to join us on the radio. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. The, uh, let's see, AIER, the American Institute for Economic Research, is calling this proposal by Bill de Blasio, who is a uh, Democratic presidential candidate, quote, the worst regulation ever proposed. Salacious. Uh, and that is the story that you brought in, Richie, to yeah. comment on the story we've been commenting on, which is the uh, opinion piece written by de Blasio over at Wired Magazine, where he says that if he's elected president, he'll create a new federal agency called the Federal Automation Worker Protection Agency, a.k.a. FAUPA, and that they will basically get in the way of any kind of automation progress and demand not only increased taxes from those companies, uh, but also basically say, whoa, you can't do anything new. You can't bring any new automation equipment in here. You can't bring a new robot in until you do A or B, which is to say you either uh, give the people who you're replacing new jobs, so no cost cut whatsoever, or you give them a severance package that is some, you know, Which would be a federally approved thing. Long-term cost cut. It almost yeah. seems to me like the penalty is designed to be so onerous that no one bothers to attempt it. To upgrade, you mean? To, to upgrade something? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like what he wants you, to do. You can upgrade, but It'll then cost, you face, yeah. it costs so much that no one will do it. Right, because normally it does cost a lot in advance because robotic technology is still pretty new. Yeah. You know, it, you're going to pay a lot of money for that robot burger flipper. If you're the first company to put the robot burger flipper into place, you're going to pay the highest price yeah. And uh, until it can be developed and, you know, costs yeah, can be lowered. But you don't have to worry. Do you have to worry about whether Kyle's going to show up for work or <laughs> That's not? true. You know? Or <laughs> complain about it or spit in the food or do something worse. Or punch a hole in the wall. That's right. what Kyle does. Yeah. <laughs> Punches a hole. He's upset Only about in the something. drywall. Bam. Right in the whole drywall. Exactly. So uh, that's one of the things he was proposing. Then he also wants a tax on companies that eliminate jobs through increased automation. So even after you've You've gotten through the regulation process from FAUPA. If you then do replace a job, even though you've created another job, they're going to hit you with a tax that's going to make it even more burdensome. He says five years of payroll taxes up front for each employee eliminated and then goes on to claim that he's going to give those employees federal union jobs so they can be taken care of. And they'll pay payroll taxes on top of that as well. They sure will. Um, he goes on with just a little bit more here from the article in Wired. Uh, he says, my plan wouldn't... Ex- oh, and then he actually attacks UBI. So he goes after some of the other Democratic candidates. That was surprising because that's usually... That's the other solution for technological advancements is, well, you're going to lose your job. So here's a check for universal basic income to get you through. And I don't support UBI myself, 
Um, I don't because it's basically just a big welfare check for people. And I do agree with De Blasio that it is not a substitute for you know actually working. Um, that it will certainly discourage people from from working in that case. I've seen uh, you know proposals to do a UBI for uh, sort of uh, you know your own personal benefit uh, or company's benefit or whatever. And for those, I'd support it. If you feel like you're going to further your organization by giving out a UBI, then do that. Wait, you're saying a private company would be giving yeah, you a UBI? that kind of thing. Huh. Crypto, so, cryptos that create uh, currency and give it to the poor, that kind of thing. Uh, if it's done voluntarily, I got no problem with it. But I still go, don't think it would work. Even even if yeah. done voluntarily. So far, I don't the think tests have not worked. Yeah. There have been some small-scale tests of UBI, yeah. and they've, not, they've been abandoned, actually, before the, the testing period was supposed to yeah. be done. Uh, he goes on, he says, uh, my plan uh, my plan wouldn't accept a post-work future. Instead, it would hasten a work-filled future, one where we use technological advancement to bridge the gap between our current workforce at risk of being made redundant by automation and the resilient union workforce we need. Unions with stone hammers pounding out the future. <laughs> Spoons to dig the ditches because right. then right. we need a whole bunch of more workers. Right. right, the shovel is just far too large. Too efficient. Uh, a robot tax will help us create stable, good-paying, middle-class jobs for generations to come. Last week, I visited the Port of Los Angeles, the site of one of the newest battles over workplace automation. Thousands of members of the International Longshore and Warehouse Union took to the streets this spring to protest a plan to replace their jobs with gigantic, automated, remote-controlled, container-moving vehicles. Their story shows the power that a united group of working people has, but it also shows the limits of how far even they can go without the help of the government. The company and port officials have ignored their pleas so far. Well, wait a minute. Isn't the port the government? Like, Aren't ports normally government operations, or am yeah. I wrong about that? Uh, going on, he says, uh, and hundreds of jobs may now be lost. Workers like the longshoremen and the American communities that depend on them need the government to be on their side if they're going to survive the onslaught of automation. That means creating an automation policy that puts workers, not corporations, first. It would seem like protesting automation is a bad idea because that's just more evidence to the company of that why you they need, need to be auto- cut. Yeah. <laughs> See, the robot's not going to throw a fit and not work for five days. Right, it's exactly. just going to do its thing. It's going to show up, and you know somebody's going to come in and oil the thing every now and then. Yeah. But that's about it. How about how about you show that you're of value to the organization in some other way, you know, and then get transitioned into a better job by being of value to the organization, as right. opposed to throwing a fit. You know, people come. Uh, you know, people t- attempt to apply to Free Talk Live all the time because everybody wants to be a talk show host mm. and make money being a talk show host. What they don't understand is. Ian and I make no money being talk show hosts. There's not a whole lot of money in talk shows. No. Uh, well, I mean, we make money because there's an organization that, you know, puts together some advertising and those sorts of things. But the being a talk show host? No, there's no there's no yeah, pay. That's true. There is no line item that is Ian's pay for being a talk show host. That's true. None of that. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, come on in. Be part of the Free Talk Live organization. Create value. To be fair... This is the highlight of my week. I'll be honest with you. I wanted to do it. I don't know if that's sad or a compliment. No, it's a compliment. It's totally a compliment. So much for your stipend. Thank you. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Um, But yeah, I mean, we've been much more successful with cryptocurrency over over the years than broadcast radio. 
Uh, but, you know, it's not for me. I don't do this uh, for the money. I do this because it's important. I do it because uh, getting the word out about freedom is important to me. And, you know, even if there were no uh, advertising dollars coming in, I'd still do it. In fact, we did the show for years when there were no advertising dollars uh, coming in. That was the first five years of Free Talk Live. We didn't have a single. Uh, it wasn't even worth trying to sell the show back then. So. Um, let's get to some of the commentary. Now, you don't have to read the whole piece here, um, but I thought it was important to, you know, share de Blasio's pitch. And if you're out there listening to this and this sounds good to you and you're excited about this, you think that uh, you need the government to protect your job, I really want to hear from you tonight. If you want to jump on the phones, you can. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Are you that uncertain of your own abilities to go out and change your thing that you do to go and learn a new skill uh to go and find a new opportunity to create a new opportunity are you that uncertain that you have to turn to the government goons in order to protect yourself yeah it's um, that's what he's saying yeah well he's got marxism with robots is what he's got um you know i mean this is but this sort of song and dance has a lot of gravitas right now Mm mm-hmm it a lot of people are believing this is that wow in the time of uh, some of the greatest employment in my lifetime we need to get prepared for when the jobs will not be here what you, I, I, what evidence is there won't be jobs are you guys familiar with the term uh, fully automated luxury communism no <laughs> that okay. sounds sounds right though it's it's basically like the post scarcity world that uh, you know the the commies online dream of ah, yes. where oh, everything is Venus automated. Project. It's a Venus project, sure, and yeah. you don't have to do anything. Right, you can just, just make art all day or have sex or whatever. Whatever video you want to do, right? Because the robots have taken over all the important stuff. Yeah, and you're good. So, and then so would they support this? Of Are course they, they would. Well, how could they? Because this is a job. Oh, it stands in the way. It of stands the in the way of the robots. Ooh, interesting. So there may be a division between uh, the lefties on. This. I don't know. It's, yeah, you may see a schism over, uh, you know, like the, the futuristic uh, robot Marxist lefties, the Venus Project people that you're describing here, uh, are going to be against de Blasio's They should plan. be. The toll-free number here, and, and if he's going against the UBI, then the Andrew Yang people will be against it, because I think the Andrew Yang supporters would be more likely to be that group that yeah. you're talking about. 855-450-FREE. If you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us. We'll talk about why this is one of the worst proposals ever. It's free talk. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And that's where you can join us and sound almost like you're sitting in the studio with us. Uh, it is a live Sunday show. With you tonight, it's Ian. Richard Rich. And Mark. And also, want to make sure you know about local.bitcoin.com. That is the newish site. I think it's entering its third month here, uh, maybe fourth month. It's not been around very long. It started a few months ago. And it allows you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash without any pesky identification requirements to sign up for the site. The people running local.bitcoin.com, they don't care who you are. They don't need to ask because they're not holding your Bitcoin cash for you. Like on the other sites that do this like the bigger sites that have been around for a little little while longer, uh, they demand ID from you now. There's no way to get away with, like, the, that other big site. They they require identification from all their sellers. And uh, it's not cool. 
And local.bitcoin.com is avoiding that, which is awesome. So get on over to local.bitcoin.com. There's, again, dozens of payment methods that you can use to buy or sell Bitcoin Cash there. And it's private. And also, communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. So the administrators of the website cannot read your conversations unless you specifically authorize them to do so. So, like, let's say you needed to dispute a transaction with, you know, somebody's trying to scam you or whatever. You need to bring in an arbitrator. Well, you can per- give permission to the arbitrator to see it. Uh, but that's it. So, man, it's up to you to do that. Local.bitcoin.com. I was watching the Bitcoin.com's YouTube channel today. Oh, yeah. And have you been to giftcards.bitcoin.com recently? Not recently, but I have been there. It is full of places that you can spend Bitcoin Cash to get gift cards. That's so cool. It's amazing. Uh, it just keeps going and going. There's so many options here. Just look under, and it's 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 broken out into categories, restaurants. It just keeps going and going. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. We've been talking about the future robots, automation, this Bill de Blasio guy uh, who's from New York, wants to be the president. He's saying he's going to create a whole new government bureaucracy to stand in the way of progress. And I'm wondering how you feel about it. Let's go to Lida uh, in Charleston, listening to WTMA in South Carolina. You said my name right. Hi, Hi, Lida. Yeah, you're welcome. how are you? Good. Go ahead with your thoughts. I got a few um, things I wanted to share about the robots. Just to go back into, into history, you remember the old switchboards and phones? I know they existed, yes, with like an operator sitting did, there did. plugging in yeah, and unplugging uh-huh, wires. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. My mother was they one. They were replaced eventually. They were eventually replaced by new technology. And then eventually they lost their jobs, and nobody does that anymore. They had an answering machine. Answering machines took their place. That worked out really well. Now we have phones, and you can get messages on your phone, and it did eliminate other jobs. And well, I don't like right, like the old telegram kid. guy that would sit there and you know transmit your messages across the wires. They they lost all their jobs. Yeah, the operators just didn't have a strong enough union. Uh huh. That's what it was. It union. He's joking. I'm sure. That's crazy. What about the milkman who used to deliver milk? That doesn't happen anymore either. Those jobs are all replaced. We go to the store now. We buy milk. It may not even be milk. It could be soy milk. Anyway, right. my point is I don't think it's a great idea. What What do you mean? One What's not day. a great idea? Specifically, what do you mean? Having robots take people's jobs, but unfortunately, it's going to happen. And I do believe we should be compensated, but I don't know how that system is going to be the government. So you would have preferred operators and milkmen still operating like their services yeah, today? Yeah, people lost jobs. People having an income instead of it being substituted. But those people got other jobs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, if they can get another job, like be trained, like you were saying, and, you know, we go to the public uh, high school, not the public high school. Do you think you could do a milkman's job? Uh, if, if not me. No, but, but I'm saying, do you think you could? Because I feel like I could. Roots. I don't feel like I need training. Uh, I could. Walk up, wander up to a door, drop some milk off. It doesn't sound difficult. You got to collect too. No. Well, but that milkman yeah. now has to get trained to do something more advanced. What kind of training are we talking about here? Be for an the, Uber driver? Well, turn on. Use a turn signal. Tick 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 <laughs> tick tick. I mean, well, they're going to eliminate those jobs too. Fine. Uber wants to make a How? completely automated like source. Car? But now, wait a minute, Lida. Oh I guess I'm con- I'm confused. I mean, you're saying it sounds like on one hand you understand that these jobs have to go away because progress is being made, but you feel bad mm-hmm. about progress. Yeah, I hate to say it. I am divided. I'm divided because on the one hand, it does serve. Like, for example, we have surgery now that's a laser. 
and it's machine. Now, that's not perfect. I wouldn't want to be operated on a machine with laser. On the other hand, it saves lives, so that's a good thing. Then there's the other person, not where you're totally replaced by a machine, automated. You know, so I'm kind of the give-take, I don't know, but not to let a person be left out in the cold and have nothing unless you give them training. You know what I mean? Money's not going to, you got to train them. Well, they who's responsible for that training then? That's that's the other question. I have a great question. I don't, I can't, I don't think the government, I don't know. It's, it's the business answer. that wants to hire is responsible for training. Yeah. Or the individual who wants to learn a new skill so he can add value to the organization. I think it's for. important to point out yeah. that every one of those jobs that disappeared, whether it be the blacksmiths or whether it be the milkman yeah. or whether it be the, you right. know, the operator, they were all, all of those people found other work if that's what they wanted to do. If they wanted to go out and find other work. In fact, the population has increased since that time and there are still jobs available. So there's still, I can walk down Main Street here in Keene, New Hampshire and find half a dozen jobs mm-hmm. within, you know, probably 20 or 30 minutes just walking down mm-hmm. Main Street. What we need is more robots yep. to do those yep. jobs. Well, you know what else, too? You had a keyword there if that's what they want to do. There's still the other system, you know, the one I'm talking about, where you're paid to sit on your couch and supposedly quote-unquote... Lida, I don't know if you're on, like, a speakerphone or something, but it's getting kind of hard to understand you. Oh, was it bad before or is it worse now? It's better, it's better now, now, now that you... Now when you're, when you're saying that, it sounds better. It's less muffled. Oh, okay, yeah. I must be in a bad... I'm a, yeah, is that better? You're better now. Go ahead with what... Can you just okay, try to cool. rewind for yeah, just a moment? What were you just saying? Yeah. Yeah, I was saying that basically... It's, that you had a key there that you said. You said... If that's what you want to do, in other words, if you're, you know, outsourced for a job or a robot or something replaces you and you're giving the opportunity either through the company to get a done job, they'll train you for the next position, or you choose not to and you want to train yourself, there's the other contingent where you don't have to do a thing. You get paid by the government, quote unquote, to sit around and do nothing. Well, nobody wants that, right? Like, you don't support that, having the government pay people to sit around. Okay, good. Well, we can agree. We can agree on that. Light, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom. About doing a job you love. As much of a great idea as it is and how wonderful it sounds, I mean, I'm a talk show host. I do a job I love. I'm certainly not going to complain about that. But I'm willing to acknowledge that my father shoveled coal and uh, you know was a mold maker for Tropicana for decades in order to get me to where I was, that people have built that built this country, uh, most of them did jobs they did not love. Yep. And very difficult work, and they spent all their you know they, days doing it, and that you know sometimes works just work. Mm-hmm. Do you sometimes think that's what stinks. propagates the idea, the mentality that you're not supposed to enjoy your job? Because so many generations like just did work for work's sake. I don't know. Um, I think you should enjoy your job because it's better to enjoy things you're doing than not enjoy them. But sometimes the thing when you look at it, you know, sort of step back and take that panoramic look of uh, your life. Sometimes, you know, you, you do to to get money things that you would not otherwise do. All right, eight fifty five four fifty free. If you want to comment, we got plenty of room for your calls and thoughts here on Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. 
Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. It's Free Talk Live, the live Sunday edition of the program. You may contact us to talk about whatever's on your mind, although people want to talk about the future of robots and automation and jobs. There's a lot of fear-mongering being thrown around out there by politicians, especially, and, uh, and of course, you know, activist uh, organizations who want to benefit financially from, you know, scaring people. Because when you scare somebody, they're more willing to part with their money to try to prevent the future that they believe is coming. And uh, with you tonight, it's Ian. Richard Rich. And Mark. So I want to let you know about Balance of Nature. Mark, uh, you've been taking the Balance of Nature for, what, how long now? A few weeks. A few weeks, okay. And I'm uh, only on like a few days. Yeah, what, I'm, what I think is interesting about it is, is these uh, fruit and veggie pills that they have, tablets, uh, capsules that they have. Um, if you take three... Of the Balance of Nature fruit capsules and three of their veggie capsules, you get 10 servings of fruits and vegetables. And that's a lot of nutrition. Um, this is food. It's not like you can overdose on this stuff. You could eat, you know, take the whole bottle. It's just food. I'm, I'm not recommending taking the whole bottle. Um, but expensive. <laughs> there's some days that you can't get that kind of nutrition that you need to get. And it's a good idea to get it in some manner or another. And people are reporting all kinds of benefits from uh, taking the product here, uh, you can go online and become a preferred customer, which gives you the best pricing and free shipping after your third month. Balance, Balance of Nature will ship uh, it to you at no charge, an additional set of fruit and veggies. So if you're on for three months, they'll uh, they'll give you some free fruits and veggies. So this is a limited time offer. Don't wait. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use the discount code FTL. That's balanceofnature.com, coupon code FTL. Our coworker, I don't know what to call him, Riley Blake, the guy who produces the Digest for Free Talk Live, he works at the company. That's how we kind of got hooked up with hmm. them. And they are big radio advertisers, there's no doubt. And it's a busy place that employs a lot of people, which hmm. leads me to pres- presume that, you know, A, they've been around for quite some time, and B, they're going to be around for quite quite a bit more time. And they're very successful because a lot of people are taking it and enjoying it. Free Talk Live, excuse me, it's balanceofnature.com, coupon code FTL. All right, let's continue with your calls and thoughts, and we'll get into, uh, I forget which institute it was, but there's an article that sort of responds to de Blasio's uh, propaganda piece, essentially saying that we need the government to protect us from robots uh, in that future. Let's go to Robert. He's in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WTMA. Hello, Robert. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, good. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, the lady who was just on was, was quite right about that. And the, the future is coming and there's nothing that you or anybody else can do or, or us or anybody else can do to stop it. I've been, I've seen the future. I, I lived in Germany. I was a member of the Bundesverband der Deutschen Übersetzungsverband Sachsen. The what? That was the German Translated Association Saxon chapter. And I conducted tours for people coming in from all over the world to visit Germany to see the newest technologies. And, um, I, one of the places we visited frequently was the Volkswagen Werk in Zwickau, which is the Volkswagen factory in Zwickau. At that time, it was the most advanced factory in the world, hmm. and you could see how very, very, very few people worked there. It was unbelievable. They had little red uh, um, ropes that hung up, hung down, 
and nobody around to pull them, really. I don't know how they knew about, you know, if something was wrong because there was nobody really around watching. But these machines were just working. It was actually practically empty of people. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't believe any You've never seen anything like it in your life. The machines were doing a perfect job. I mean, you could see that the machines were working perfectly doing it. And this was already, let me see, maybe 16 years ago, 16, 17, 18 years ago, somewhere in there. I left Germany in 2005, by the way. And they were already that far. And in Baden-Württemberg, Saxony, and uh, Rhineland-Pfalz, I would say Saxony and, and, and Baden-Württemberg is number one, and Saxony used to be number a close competitor with with Saxony, with Baden-Württemberg. Saxony was before it fell behind the Iron Curtain, and uh, then of course it, it, it fell behind. But on the other hand, it's picked up very very quickly because the Saxonians. And what are, are these? Are these companies that you're talking about? No, these are provinces of Germany. Ah, two, okay. two, uh, Saxony and Baden-Württemberg before the before Hitler came in were the more, uh, and, and slightly after he came in uh, were were always number one and number two, always competing with each other to be number one because they were the most technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. But they were the locomotives of Germany, and Germany's the locomotives of Europe. And uh, you can see what has happened. Even though Germany lost the war, you can see Europe is coming together under a German head for the most part. France is close behind, and France cooperates with Germany very closely. Actually, the industrial triangle of Germany is northern Italy, eastern France, and, and, and So Germany. what is it you're getting and, at here? I'm not sure. I'm getting, at, I'm getting at that people are not going to be needed, except in research and development and maybe personal services or something like that. But the most important high-paying jobs are going to be the brilliant minds who are going to who are going to operate these fully automated economies and and there's no way and, and also very shortly we're not maybe i'll just miss it but my sister who's 10 years younger than i am my mom said my mom and her sister involved in aging research and they they use telomere extension to make mice young again and uh, they've had it in the newspaper and my mom said they're they're the government u.s government sweeping under the carpet because they did the research at nih so my mom said you want to hear it so i said yeah so we hey, slow down man <laughs> slow, slow down i understand you're excited but it's getting a little hard to understand you. Or keep up. Yeah, the telomere research well, anyhow, is promising. What I'm, saying is that, what I'm saying is that the problem of mortality has already been overcome, but the government wouldn't let my wouldn't let the researchers finish the research. There were some German okay. researchers and American researchers involved in the, in the research, and it's called telomere extension. But do you actually believe that jobs are going to go away? You don't think that new jobs will be anything, created over time? That new and, ideas? And anything will... repetitive? Anything repetitive is going away. The only place that's not a bad thing, right? No, no, it okay. has to be very properly organized. Otherwise, some people are going to be swept under the bus. For, for, they're going to have no money and if, if, if it's not properly organized. Somehow. Well, if they don't have any done. money, that's not you know anybody else's problem but their own because they didn't save any money uh, for a no, rainy no, day no, or whatever. It, it, it'll, it'll, this is going to go on and on forever. This is not a problem that's going to... The, the, the money is going to be sucked up into the hands of a, a half of a percent of the people who own You mean the, the government? Because that's what they're no, talking no, about. The, the, people, people, the, people, the, people, the people who, the people who own the means of production, basically. It's going to be... Uh, yeah, uh, but that's, the, that's where uh, de Blasio is wrong. And thank you for the call tonight, uh, Robert. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. Uh, because he, he alludes to that in his article, suggesting that well, all these corporations will benefit from the robots and profits are profits. Well, now, wait a minute. If every corporation puts robots into play, that means they're all going to still be in competition with one another. So that's one of the reasons why the robots, okay, well, McDonald's has a robot. All right, well, now Burger King's going to get the robot. And so, you know, Wendy's going to get the robot. And uh, then that means they're not, none of those companies will be paying that same overhead for all that staff so they can actually reduce their menu item costs 
across the board, which doesn't mean more profits necessarily. It means they have to lower their costs because of competition. You may actually end up seeing similar profits at the end of the day because of competition continuing to bring the prices down. Yeah, if they were still charging the same price after they had lowered their over, let's say they cut their overhead in half. You know, the the the, uh, the price of the humans, or they have very few humans left, it's all automated, and then they keep their prices high? Well, as soon as the other company that just automated themselves down the street lowers their prices, guess what's going to happen to the first company? They're either going to have to lower their prices, or they're going to go out of business. Yeah, let's look at uh, during the economic downturn in, uh, say, 2008, and, and that kind of time frame, I guess it's like 2005, 2008, these uh, fast food places that you just mentioned them, they had dollar menus, you could get That's right. A, they still do. Sort of. No, they they have value menus now. <laughs> I've seen dollar menus in some places, but you don't get much food for a dollar. Not anymore. Right. I don't know yeah. that any of them still have a dollar menu, but all right. I've seen it within the last five years. All right. Um, yeah. Well, five years is a long time, I don't pal. go to fast food that often. I know you don't. Yeah. That's why I'm uh, asking, and I do, and so I'm asking you not to correct me on this okay. one. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that they, uh, very many of these places have dollar menus uh, hmm. left over, and, but during the economic downturn when, well, the price of labor dropped- and these companies understood that their customers weren't willing or able to spend that much money. They they created menus that had that were quite expansive. In many cases, these dollar menus had, you know, eight, nine, ten items on them, and it's enough to keep you going. I wonder when you don't have to pay employees to produce this stuff, how low is this pricing going to go? Are we going to see the res- return of a twenty-five cent McDonald's hamburger? I doubt that. Maybe. The other, the other idea that he brought up really quickly that I think we should expand upon is Let's the do idea. that in a moment. Hold that thought. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control here. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And the features we have there are completely free. Uh, If you do want to support the show, you can do that for just 5 bucks a month over at the AMP program, just like Edwardian has done. He is a Free Talk Live amplifier who is at the silver level silver is what we're asking for that's the five dollar a month thing now some people are doing 10 some people do more than that and you know obviously if you want to send more that's great we appreciate it uh the amp program stands for advertise market and promote that means that it's money that we can invest into free talk live so we can get on more radio stations around the country bring new internet listeners on board exposing new people to the ideas of freedom liberty peace cryptocurrency the stuff that we talk about regularly here on the radio uh, so once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get access to some bonuses like the AMP chat rooms uh, on our Discord server. Uh, there's the new AMP-only call-in-line room there as well on Discord, so that's pretty cool. Uh, plus, if you're still hanging out on Facebook, there is the AMP-only Facebook group. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com, sign up with PayPal. You can also use your credit card and Bitcoin BTC. Let's go to Kelly in North Dakota listening to KTGO in Tioga. Hi, Kelly. You're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, guys? Hey, you're on I the work, air. Uh, I work in a, uh, a pre-automated industry, even though it, you know, even though we do have a lot of we have we have both. Mm-hmm. And is this the oil industry? We, I'm just guessing. Yeah, oil and yeah. gas. Yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah. North Dakota oil and gas. And 
my company that I work for actually produces or builds the rigs and the automation, mm -hmm. but we have yet to replace the actual roughnecks. Right, because, the, the guys working out on yeah, the uh, the oil rig. Yes, sir. And then the guys that work for me actually fix the automated stuff. Mm -hmm. Is there something special yeah, about the roughneck position that doesn't lend itself to automation currently? Well, there's some tough mother it, efforts. It, that's for well, sure. Yeah, granted, well, God has blessed those that, guys. <laughs> not only that, but when you take and you drill a twenty-eight thousand feet of pipe and turn it at a ninety-degree angle, eight thousand feet down below the ground, there's a lot of variables. And I mean, mm -hmm. we have programmers and that, that can you know make the programs to drill, and there's so many, but there's too many variables. Mm -hmm. The human interaction, a, a coupled with the automation is what makes your oil fifty something dollars a barrel right now. Because You're saying the humans can react to something going wrong that maybe the robots wouldn't be able to detect as quickly or as efficiently. And yes, mm -hmm. something like that. There's there's just so many so many different things that can happen all at once. Yeah. And it's hard to a program is a prediction. A prediction. Uh, this happens, then we do this. Right. But there's it, it's it's so dynamic that. It's it's hard to you never replace the roughnecks. Interesting. Never. You may have less of them, and they all make more money now. But you're never going to get rid of them because somebody has to keep the damn stuff running. Yeah, they're always going to have to have them, and that's true with so many industries out there. Somebody's got to be in charge. Somebody's got to be watching this stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you guys you're talk the, to on the brink of automating your job, then you should be looking at this and moving to North Dakota and learning how to be a roughneck and get paid bank. <laughs> but, you now. know. But is what I say is bring, bring it and try to replace me. If you, I'm a resilient, I'm a resilient, tough old bird. So you try to replace me, and what I'll do is I'll improvise, adapt, and overcome. There you go. And That's I'll the attitude, right? That, that right modern there. problems require modern solutions. That, well, Real that, life, John Henry. <laughs> That's the attitude, though, right there that keeps somebody in the game. Right? It's the idea of, hey, you try to replace me, I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to adapt. I'm going to overcome, improvise. I love that attitude. That's what people need to have instead of, <laughs> well, do you, you remember? Uh, are, are you guys Trekkies? Trekkies. Uh, no. I've, I've seen the shows. You, I am not. Well, but there, there was some. a test. It's called a Kobayashi Maru test that yeah. all the captains took. And you remember how Kirk passed it? Because he's the only one that ever passed it. No. Did he hack the system he or break the system in some he way? He did not. He never believed in a no-win scenario. Right. So what he did is he changed the rules, a.k.a. maybe cheated, <laughs> because he would not give up, and he never surrendered. Yeah, that's awesome. the truth. Very cool, Kelly. Anything else you want to share with our listeners tonight? I re really appreciate it. Nope. Just just know that the boys in the Bakken will keep that oil flowing. Thanks, brother. <laughs> I appreciate you guys listening out there, too. Uh, KTG, a great station, and thank you for the call tonight. In fact, I got a notice the other day that they, uh, they're they now on FM, but I haven't actually opened the email yet, so I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, we, we love it when our AM stations get themselves in, uh, in what they call in the business an FM translator. It looks like it's 92.7 now there in uh, Tioga, North Dakota. Basically, everybody listening is working in, in the oil business. Every <laughs> time somebody calls in, I'm like, you work in the oil business? Yep. yep. That's an industry that drove up wages in other industries when it took off in North Dakota. Yeah, that's right. Because for a while, like Walmart was posting entry-level jobs at like $17, $18 an hour. Wow, just be to compete. Because they couldn't compete with everyone going to North Dakota for the oil. Yeah. They couldn't get workers. We knew a guy who Walmart went out there wages. and he's got a job. He's not a roughneck. He just got a job driving the roughnecks around. Yeah. Yeah.
And he's <laughs> he's unwilling to leave. He's making such good money. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to comment, you're welcome to join us here. 855-450-FREE, like freedom. If everybody had that guy's attitude, then this whole whole fear-mongering game by the politicians wouldn't affect anybody because they'd all laugh at the politicians and be like, I'll be fine. Oh, am I going to get replaced by a robot? No big deal. I'll be all right. I'll find something else. If there's nothing else, I'll create something. Because if you actually had a free market, which we don't, you've got a regulated, controlled marketplace here in the United States. But if you had a free market, you could go out there and start your, your own business. You could start your shoeshine business or whatever it is that you, know, you come up with uh, to you know, bring wealth, uh, to, to create wealth, to create a, a product or a service in the marketplace that maybe has never been offered before. Maybe you can think up something new. Because you don't always have to just get another job, right? Like that's yeah. sort of what people think. But that's not necessarily the only or best solution. Absolutely. So um, you have a piece that is going to criticize Bill de Blasio, as though we haven't done enough. I suspect <laughs> the experts over at the, what was it, the American Enterprise Institute oh, or something the, the like American that? The American Institute for Economic Research, A-I-E-R. dot org. So they Is said, that uh, Jeffrey Tucker's institute? It might be. I think it might be. He does post there. This is okay. not a Jeffrey Tucker uh, okay. criticism, critique. Um, they pretty- say this proposal by de Blasio to regulate robots, to create a federal agency, is one of the worst ever, the if worst not the regulation worst. ever proposed. All right. Uh, so I'm going to skip down because they, the first they part summarize. Is, they summarized yeah. that part of it. Um, so Mayor de Blasio's first idea would be one of the most far-reaching and destructive regulations in American history. A federal agency with a permitting process for any company seeking to increase automation that would displace workers, which is what we talked about in the article, is essentially a political veto over workplace innovations yeah. at nearly every business in America. Yep. Right. Whoever's in charge of the government gets to decide what the right automation is. Well, the- we the Democrats have decided that uh, innovation in this area is bad. because It's not Republicans that are rushing out in this particular one. I'm not picking my favorites here, although mm-hmm. I probably do have favorites. Um, you know, the Republicans aren't doing this. This is every Democrat who's running for president right now is trying to one-up the last guy who just spoke. More free stuff for more people. Uh, the result would be a de facto ban on productivity improvements across all professions. After all, there are too, aren't too many sectors in the modern economy where automation isn't playing at least a limited role. Uh, even the oldest agricultural and industrial sectors and professions have undergone a certain amount of automation over time and continue Absolutely. to do so today. I mean, even on the farms, it's making farming more efficient. Well, and that's a whole separate issue as mm-hmm. well, right, is the, the improvements on the tractors right. uh, are causing it where farmers can't even fix their own gear because they have a license for the tractor oh, yeah. and they have to take it to a John Deere specialist. That's not good. All, well, right. That's not good, but don't forget now that a guy, because of that John Deere tractor, can farm a thousand acres one man. Mm-hmm. 50 years ago, completely impossible. Just right. get the Chinese ripoff. Probably cost half as much. I don't know the Chinese uh, make a Chinese ripoff uh, tractor, but maybe they do. I'm sure they will. I bet they do in China. It's, it's yeah. on the way. Uh, these automations improvements have been essential to growing businesses and the economy more generally. Uh, automation advancements also create new and better jobs. Uh, it isn't always clear initially how automation will affect workers, but the evolution of markets and innovations always provide interesting 
and usually beneficial surprises. Yeah, unpredictable. Unpredictable. Right? We don't know what it's going to be, but we know it will be there. We can we can read the futurist theories on what might happen, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's one of the great things about it is you don't know what's going to come around and you don't know how it's going to be used and you don't know who's going to make improvements upon that right. to really, really utilize Just it. Just one idea can blossom into so much. A perfect example, of course, is Bitcoin. Uh, there's creation by Satoshi Nakamoto, someone who we don't even know who that is. It's an right, anonymous right. person. And look at all of the productivity and all of the jobs and the businesses that have sprung from just that one creation. The freedom, the innovation, everything. Our lives are significantly better because of blockchain technology. Right, and because it was not licensed, right? It wasn't a copyrighted thing. It was just free, released to the world, open source. There's more coming up here. Hour three's next. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale. Totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. And we're launching into the third hour of the program. Are you scared of the future? No. Are, you, are you scared of robots? I'm not talking about the Terminator, uh, although there is a new Terminator movie coming out. Are you, are you not excited about? Uh, okay. All right. If you want to get into this, I'll get into this briefly. <laughs> Terminator Genesis ruined the entire concept of the Terminator because really? it, it leads to an infinite regress of always going further back in time to kill the last Terminator that went back in time. It just it, like there's no. There's no real way out of that conundrum Ian, at this point. For you're me. our resident expert. And, I'm uh, not an expert. A man has thrown down the gauntlet here. No, I'm definitely not an expert on the Terminator films. What do you think but, about uh, Aliens and Predator? I love the Terminator movies. I mean, most of them. I, I, I've only seen the one, uh, fourth one, like one time. Okay. Um, the fifth one, the Genesis one. I liked Genesis. I thought it was really entertaining. It, and fine, if you want the entertainment value, but what they do, they went back in time and killed the original Terminator. So Terminator 6... They, is, I don't even remember. <laughs> right. So well, there you go. So Terminator 6... Wait they a minute. Go they back didn't kill time. the original Terminator. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, so here's a spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler right there. Um, the uh, Arnie gets upgraded at the end of t- Genesis. He doesn't get killed. Well, no, but the, the entire the opening plot is they go back in time to stop the original Terminator from killing Sarah Connor initially. Right. That, mm-hmm. Then they did the whole face thing on Arnie and whatever. And all I'm saying is if they're going to if that's the plot of the newest movie, Terminator 6 is just going to go back in time to kill the Terminator that the went back in time. The new movie is going to ignore the other movies from what I understand. Well, good, because yeah. they screwed it up. Already. This is going to supposedly be a sequel after Terminator 2. OK, so they're going. That's why they're bringing back Sarah Connor. They're bringing back Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. Uh, they actually got her out of retirement. And to the come Sarah back Connor Chronicles also ruined the entire timeline because they jumped like 10 years forward but that was also a good show right for (laughs) entertainment value yes so are you one of these canon only people to where it has to like completely meld in with whatever the official i like it to make sense Mm -hmm. right if john connor is like 24 years old in terminator 4 he can't jump 14 years into the future and be a 10 year old (laughs) at the same time that's all i'm saying 
Like read, watch the backs, watch the movies before you write the new ones. So you have can you have seen Highlander? Kind of, <laughs> I seen the first Highlander because they yeah. screwed it up in Highlander Two. Oh, yeah, Highlander Two is notoriously a bad, bad, bad. Movie. Highlander Two is one of the worst movies ever made. Right, and uh, to have Sean Connery in one of the worst movies ever made. It's it's a tragedy. It's travesty. Um, but you know they went on with the the series and all this other stuff. So yep. they they kept having to cobble these things in because right. it was such an awesome movie. They had to do something more. Mm. No, they didn't because the first one was there can be only one. Yep. And then there was, and then they went. Nope. Sorry. Now there's a now, series. Now there's a series, and <laughs> well, there's plenty of them. Which was make, popular. It was a money, popular right? series. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. with Yeah, that. on new intellectual property that's just as entertaining. Yeah, but Hollywood's out of ideas, so keep repackaging the same old Matrix stuff. Matrix 4, Terminator They 6. are doing a Matrix 4, that's right, and I'm ready, man. <laughs> Bring it on. Well, if you all would have watched Jupiter Ascending instead, uh, we go into the theaters and actually support it, and the Wachowskis <laughs> wouldn't have had to come out with Matrix 4. I but actually now did we go pay the watch that in the theaters. You know, after we that. talked about that, I went home and watched it again. With that's my awesome. Jupiter I Ascending. It. Yeah, it's I did a great go to the theater yeah. and, see, and see that did one. You? I love it. Uh, all right, so let's continue here. We can talk about uh, more about the future with robots and the fear that people have surrounding this and the critique of uh, Bill de Blasio, who is announcing that he wants to have a government program uh, get in the way of any kind of development and tax companies to death, basically, if they decide they want to add any form of op- uh, automation. But let's continue with uh, you've got the American Enterprise, or excuse me, American, American Institute, Institute for, for Economic, Economic Research. Research saying this is the worst regulation ever proposed. Right. So automation advancements also creates new and better jobs. It isn't always clear initially how automation will affect workers. Uh, for example, and in- that's the fear of the future, right? Like people don't know what's going to happen, so they think it's going to be the worst case scenario. Yeah, and and you get that a lot when 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 you propose the idea, you know, for for me, right? Uh, when you propose the idea of a world without government, right? You go well, the worst thing that could happen is gangs and whomever takes over and warlords, and everyone always looks at the worst case scenario mm-hmm. as opposed to the potential upside. Of a world full of freedom and voluntary interactions amongst people. I think it speaks to the individual you're you're talking to and their opinion about people in general. If I think they, it speaks to people using poor diction. You're never going to have a world without government. You're going to have a world without the state because the state is an antiquated notion that's basically evolved from slavery. And the idea that an organization is going to claim to govern you in a monopoly status and force their governance down your throat is not the kind of thing that's going to live in an internet world but as long as libertarians demand to use terms like we're going to eliminate the government they're going to continue to get the results which is people saying whoa you can't live out without government and they can't there must be government. they're not being as uh picky about that word as you are mark people don't think about government like you're you're talking about it well they when they, they think of the government they think because of the they state. understand no they, they 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 understand that there must be governance for the human primate it must have governance now admittedly it can't have a lot like socialism great idea bad species but um, ultimately, that's what we're talking about here. Is is that when you say, well, when you eliminate government, when you talk about eliminating government, you're talking about, well, the the water mains don't work, and you know everything that goes into it. Sorry, gotta have better diction. If you want to convince people, you got to abandon bad terminology. So the the concept that I wanted to bring up earlier with regards to the automation 
was from the a couple callers ago was the idea that this had to be rolled out slowly so that it didn't affect people too harshly. And similarly, when we talk about the end of the state or no governance, right, it's always, well, this can't happen because those people aren't ready for it. So we, the people who want to live free, who want to live a voluntary lifestyle, are always living down yep. to the expectations of like the lowest common denominator people in society. Mm. And as technology advances, we're always slowing down technology so that the slowest members of society don't feel left behind. And personally, well, I, mean, I don't just, care. Just have the flip phones for them, right? I mean, we don't need that. The, the, you know, in a free world, people can have different levels of, uh, of you know, technological interface if that's what they want. You want to live in a tent in, the, in a national forest? By God, get out there. Right, and I agree with you, but when we when we have proposals by the mayor of New York City, presidential yep. candidate, going like, we're going to slow down innovation so the slowest members of society can keep up, or we're gonna we're not going to eliminate the state because too many people will be affected harshly up front, you know, through that freedom increasing process. I'm like, no, I don't I don't want to live down to your lowered standards. I want you to rise up to mine, and you know, and maybe it's addiction thing, or maybe it's just the mentality of always being. You know, needing needing that handout, needing that help out, as opposed to like the the last caller from the oil rigs having the tenacity mm. uh, to go out and do things yourself and make things happen on your own, as opposed to standing aside and letting things happen to you. Right, and it's the people that ha- are those the latter category that the politicians know are ripe for a picking. They want to pander to those people. Yeah. They want their votes. They want to encourage them to be weak. They want that's to. What, that's what voting has turned into. It's forcing your neighbor into a form of slavery to appease you. Mm-hmm. And that, it's, it's tyranny. Tyranny of the majority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the minority, the individual, the freedom lovers, the, the, the producers. Yeah. Politics mm-hmm. is, is basically threatening your neighbor. That's right. All right. For example, go back to the article, uh, automated advancements. In the early 1980s, many feared ATMs would make all bank tellers irrelevant. <laughs> Instead, we got more bank workers. But they are now doing different jobs. By the way, I saw an article, uh, I think yesterday, that uh, the ATM is now 50 years old. Nice. And, 50 years. And there's people that still prefer to walk into the bank and have a face-to-face interaction. Absolutely. With the bank sure. Yeah. But if you just want the cash, right, the machine's there for you. And convenient when you need bail money, because a lot of times the bank's not open at that time mm-hmm. of night. <laughs> just saying. Wait a second. I mean, don't they have like $300 uh, Depends uh, on limits? the bank. Okay. Yeah, it depends. Sometimes it's five, and that's usually enough. Having never gotten bail money out of an ATM. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you live a boring life. Maybe um, maybe my bail's just too high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now they're doing different jobs. How would de Blasio's plan have worked back then? Yeah, great point. We'll get into uh, coming up. Because, again, this comes back to what I said in the first hour. Is like, this all sounds so familiar. You know, the, the, the constant pushback against automation isn't a new thing. It's just now there's a new generation of politicians who's capitalizing on it and trying to uh, make a name for themselves and win votes and get more power. 855-450, free like freedom. If you want to join us on the radio, you can here on Free Talk Live. Yep, it's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. Our toll-free number is 855 855- 450 free like freedom that's 855-450-3733 tonight it's ian richie rich and mark we're gonna go back to your phone calls and thoughts also you can call in on our discord call-in lines which is actually where we've got a couple guys uh, waiting over at discord.lrn.fm you can join us there that's discord.lrn.fm also coming up this weekend 
the state of anarchy guys are putting together their first conference. They're calling it Anarchadelphia this September 13th through the 15th. It's a conference dedicated to the principles of liberty, individual sovereignty, and freedom from coercion. Located in Philadelphia, the cradle of liberty, Anarchadelphia seeks to promote self-ownership by shining light on issues ranging from geopolitics, blockchain economics, and spiritual health and wellness, as well as by exposing the Earth's sacred hidden knowledge. Featuring Jeff Berwick, Derek Bros, Luke Radowski, Carrie Wedler, and many more of the most influential minds in the freedom community. All Anarchadelphia guests are invited to attend three uniquely stylized after parties Friday through Sunday, where they can let loose their, with their favorite freedom advocates. You can go to Anarchadelphia.com and follow them on social media for updates. That's Anarchadelphia.com. It's coming up this weekend, September 13th through the 15th, but definitely not too late to get involved. As we go to Tritium, he is in Virginia Beach, and Tritium, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I am close to Virginia Beach, but yeah, um, I'm uh, calling about uh, the top the topic du jour, the uh, automation thing. All right. And first, first of all, I mean, sum everything up in the, in the first uh, sentence, I have done pretty good authority from various people that uh, pretty knowledgeable that uh, people are going automation is not going to like uh, go crazy, eliminate jobs, eliminate, um, you know, human labor inputs, employment, and it'll like every other major innovation and major change through society. People will find other jobs and other things to do and other, the economy will change, but it, people will still have something to do. Um, but what that authority said, are you speaking from? You said you have it on good authority. Yeah, who told you that? I mean, I, I just gathered that over around from various people that, <laughs> that seem to be that, that have pretty good, like you know, bona fides about what they've said in the past. That it's a lot of alarmism from a bunch of people that I like, you know. But but the Blasio well, beyond and, what people are saying, you can also go back and look at the past, and that's what you were sharing with us, uh, Richie. Yeah. Was you know from the 1980s, they were afraid of. Uh, what was it that was ATMs? ATMs were going to destroy the teller industry. Yep. It didn't. Don't, don't forget that Japan was supposed to take all our jobs. Mm. Well, the candle makers were, were, um, were really threatened by the electric light bulb. Oh, yeah. And, you know, hmm. uh, I believe a candle store just opened here in Keene within the last three years. One of them Yankee candles. I'll bet it's scented. Oh, yeah. yeah it's scents. Yeah. 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 Pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to, yeah, but I did want to mention, though, that, I mean, what. We're actually facing a much, much bigger technical innovation. This is automating certain businesses. Of course, you know we've been under a uh, capitalist economic system for since pretty much the dawn of the uh, industrial revolution, and um, technology is really pushing us in the direction of a, of a post-capitalist future. If people have to take some modicum effort to almost basically be a, be an anarchist, and that uh, is, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick because. The term capitalism is very divisive. So how would you define that as far as the current version of capitalism versus the post-capitalistic future? Strictly like the kind of, you know, historical, technical um, definition of capitalism as a system of, I mean, as an, as, as a uh, radical libertarian is what I identify as. I would define it as a, uh, a, a system, um, somewhat centrally planned system where uh, the – where, where the production inputs are controlled by a uh, uh, group, uh, 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 an economic elite of uh, Oligarchy. government. Yeah, yeah, an economic elite of government um, privilege. That's the word I was looking for. Wasn't government that crony capitalism? Well, I guess, hold on. I'm not gonna. Uh, I 
what you well, that's do capital. When that, you that's do, the definition of capital as, as when you use the Socratic method, you ask them what definition they're using and mm -hmm. then you use it. Rather than parsing words and arguing about, well, you're wrong. That's not the definition of capitalism that I like, you know, and, you know, going back and forth. Well, I don't just, like the word capitalism at all because there's nobody there that go. agrees on what it actually means. Cool. And so I just throw the whole thing out, which is capital is that is basically that the group of people or that that mass of wealth that that basically controls the the, the distribution of resources through investment and uh, the what, the you know, like the communists would say, the means of production. Um, and that's what it meant. And the word of capitalism was basically the predominance of this system in, in controlling society and the economy. Um, and, and a more decentralized economy would, by definition, be less um, capitalist. So what I'm basically uh, referring to is the ability that we have the ability to use technology like 3D printers and uh, molecular reactors and in, a, in your own basement i mean the technology is here in a basement in a small warehouse people anybody can and without asking permission of the government and that's very important when you think of the things you can do with this you can create you know hard durable goods from plastics from even metals now 3d complex goods moving parts you can create uh all sorts of molecules um some of which are heavily controlled under intellectual property for example there are people out there making uh pills that that are sold by by uh, pharmaceutical companies that are $1,000 a pop for pennies on the dollar. Really? Without asking permission. Well, the same pharmaceutical it's companies real. are also selling it for pennies on the dollar in foreign countries. But wait, are you saying you can just cook up pharmaceuticals in your basement now with relatively affordable technology? I was not aware of this. Like a CRISPR this machine? This is cutting edge, yeah, but this is this is being done by people underground, actually, and they're they're not completely underground. They're they're, they're open about it, but it's highly highly illegal, obviously, in many situations, and they're giving out the medicine. But um, well, Trump's going to have a trade you know, war with those people. Yeah, yeah. But, How do they know, do this? Like this I mean, what, Mark, you use the term CRISPR. This is this new technology that allows mel um, DNA ma manipulation, right? Yeah, I, I don't know about the mo molecule ma manipulation. I don't want to know anything about it. I mean, how? What are we talking about here? Is this like twenty thousand dollars for one of these machines that just lets you make drugs? I mean, what do you? What, I don't so know anything about this. Think of a three D printer. I don't know the technical. I'm not a technical guy, but mm -hmm. think of a three D printer, but with molecules, a with chemistry set. Wow. Yeah. A chemistry what center. Do you where put you into medicines, basically. What? I mean, any medicine. And what do you what do you pour, pour into this thing? Like, you know, it's not plastic. So, like, what do I you? Go, I'll put some links in the Discord. Yeah, I don't. I don't know everything myself. And these are anar these, these are anarchists that are basically okay. behind this. Um, and and same with three D printers. I mean, we have we're at the the point where you don't need capital, you massive amounts of capital, and, and, and investors to uh, manufacture, to create things that we need to sure. grow and that's food. Amazing. The that's way we great. can grow food is crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. bringing the cost down, and that's true across the board. Uh, you know, it's so much easier now to you know create your own videos and audio on the internet. The the price, you know, the barrier to entry is far lower than it's ever been. I mean, you can use your phone to create an audio program if you wanted to. You don't need fancy equipment, fancy computers, fancy uh, degrees. Video <laughs> editing is now in the hands of the average person, whereas you used to need tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of dollars worth of equipment uh, to do this stuff. And as you're pointing out, the 3D printing. Uh, this is you know we live in an amazing time and all these costs that are that are, that are coming down the barriers to entry coming down means more people can enter into these marketplaces and create new services and products and thank you uh, trading for the call tonight I definitely appreciate the discussion the toll free number here is eight fifty five four fifty free that's eight five five four five zero three seven three three 
You lower the barrier to entry, the more competition comes in, the more new ideas, the lower the prices. Um, that benefits everybody. There's more on the way here. 855, 450, free. And, of course, robots will bring the costs down even further. It's free time. LRN.FM now has a Discord. Discord is a free text and voice chat platform, and we now have our own server with a bunch of channels at discord.lrn.fm. You can join other listeners as they chat about various things during our live shows, or anytime, day or night. Discord software is available cross-platform, so you can have it on whatever device you want and take your chats anywhere. Join our Discord at discord.lrn.fm. That's discord.lrn.fm. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. Our number here is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord call-in line rooms. They're open and available to you at discord.lrn.fm. And we're going to continue with taking your calls and thoughts. We can also continue with more on uh, the worst regulation ever proposed. At least that's according to the American Institute for Economic Research. Talking about Bill de Blasio's opinion piece from Wired Magazine, published probably within the last week, uh, about how he wants a new government agency to basically stop progress when it comes to robotics and automation systems, uh, get in the way, create new taxes, uh, demand licenses licensing uh, basically say to a to a company you can't you can't add that robot you can't automate that until you pay big money to the government until you give severance packages or guarantee to rehire the same person uh, in a different task and it's just ridiculous fear-mongering based on you know nothing except for just plain old scaring people about what the future holds we can Talk more about it, but let's go back to your calls and thoughts first. Rain is on the line in Virginia listening to WNIS. Hello, Rain. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? Hey, good. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I was wondering, I, I really want to talk about Bill de Blasio now that I kind of tuned in late and I didn't know that that was your main subject. But the guy that called him, that called himself Tritium, I was wondering what your thoughts are on the tritium generator. How come we haven't somehow or another developed that technology? And, and what is that? Is this the, the, uh, the uh, radioactive the salt one? That, yes. Yes. That, uh, it focuses uh, a sapphire laser onto uh, a vat which creates heat and generally and, and basically has no radiation coming off of it to speak of. And they're using it to focus a laser beam and turn it into, into heat energy. A friend of mine is a big fan of this. So you're saying this is like a highly efficient uh, way to generate electricity? Power. Yeah, and power. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, 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 you could put it in a box the size of a refrigerator and set it on the corner and power the neighborhood. Right. Sweet. And you don't have to worry about a nuclear meltdown or anything like that. We've been talking about this stuff right. for years. Sign Ian. me up. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say. Sign me up. I'm 65 years old. And, you know, or at least for the next two hours I will be. And I, I'm amazed that the technology that I hear about, that things that are, are supposedly on a shelf somewhere, that we haven't brought them out there yet. Well, because um, big oil is holding them back. <laughs> I, I'm sure they are. You know, that's, that's the, um, I, I don't believe that. 
That's interesting. Um, I'd never heard of tritium before. I know we've talked about thorium uh, versus uranium as far yeah. as the differences between the two, but I know it's nothing about tritium. Well, no, it, uh, there it is something called trit- tritium. I did just look it up. It's it's you know different from thorium. I don't know how it's it's different, well, but they, uh, were, they were talking about powering an automobile with it at one time. Wow. And, um, by twenty twenty two, there was an article that I, I I'm driving. I can't get my BlackBerry right now and look at it. But you have a BlackBerry? <laughs> yeah, I have a. I, I use nothing but BlackBerry. But, oh, didn't um, they come back? Yeah. Didn't somebody like buy the brand and and maybe uh, no, I don't I remember. A, I have a priv and it, it's I I love my BlackBerry. Tactile buttons. No, you know this is the only thing that Kim Kardashian and I could possibly have in common is the fact <laughs> that she lost her BlackBerry and it broke her heart. Rain, I want to say thank you for calling in tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for sharing that uh, with us. Obviously, there's a lot of really interesting technology that's out there. Um, And, you know, is it a plot by the oil companies to keep down uh, good nuclear power or uh, or what? I don't know. I mean, there's a BlackBerry Key 2 that exists now. It's a newer product? Yeah. How about that? I, I, I'm not, well, I don't mind the label conspiracy theorists, but a lot of those new technologies just don't have, uh, the regulatory environment to allow them to expand as rapidly as they could. Meaning the government is standing in the way of them right. developing because, this because they worry about the safety issues, right? It's, it's radioactive, it's nuclear. And since, since politicians and elected officials don't have the knowledge or the intellect or the experience working with that type of thing, uh, to really parse it out and understand what the potential is, again, just the fear of what could go wrong or the potential for what could go wrong uh, halts the technology from moving forward. Right? Let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist. He is on our Discord server at discord.lrn.fm. Go ahead, Gene. Guys, I got an, uh, a new example of why uh, trying to shrink government is pretty much like beating your head against the wall. Okay. Um, we've got uh, the Rand, Ron Paul when he ran and he had so many delegates. And then when it gets time for the convention, they make up a bunch of, uh, you know, they pressure Please. everybody to vote to vote for uh, McCain and all Ron Paul's delegates just basically disappear. So well, they're already, what, by the way, there was a head the, before you go on. There was a headline within the last 24, 48 hours. GOP plans to drop presidential primaries in four states to impede Trump challengers. So apparently the Republican Party. There you go. Stealing, stealing my thunder. That's so, yeah, exactly it's already started for 2020 where they're trying yeah. to just basically say, well, we want Trump. So we're not even going to let Bill Weld or whoever else is in the race uh, have a chance. Joe Walsh, apparently these other challengers uh, in. The, according to this story at MSN Does News, Trump have a Maserati that goes 185. Okay, let me ju- let, let <laughs> Is me that jump. The same Joe Walsh? I think so. No, it's not the same Joe Walsh. <laughs> let me jump in real quick. From the, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a Republican. This is just the GOP perspective. Mm-hmm. The, there's the old term like those who fail to learn history are doomed to repeat it. This yes. is this is a plan from the GOP to avoid repeating history, in which there is a strong challenger to the incumbent president weakening his challenge weakening that uh, incumbent president before the general election um, and in the past right if there's a strong challenge in the primaries the president loses in the general so the gop does not want a strong hmm. primary challenge to trump 
so that he's strong going into the general election and therefore doesn't then lose to a Democrat repeating history that has happened within the last few decades. Interesting so theory. Here's, here's, the, here's the point I'm trying to make anyway, is that you can't win a game if the other side has has all of the marbles. Yeah, you know, right. like if you're rigged it. playing the football rules. game, if, you got, if you're playing a football game and the other team has your playbook, it's exactly what we're looking at right now, because every time we try to make a move to promote liberty or to advance liberty, they change the rules. They go in and they make it so that nobody can, uh, you know, get on the ballot mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. I don't think you're going to find so, liberty in the GOP primaries either, though. Like no, no Ron the, Paul's not there. You're not going to find it. Or the Democratic one. So sure. they're both, you know, they're both two sides of the same coin that make sure that the status quo continues. And the status quo is that it's going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to erode liberties until something causes it to collapse. I'm I'm thinking that's probably going to be a financial collapse. But when it does come, I mean, it's going to come eventually. Everything falls. Rome fell. It took a thousand years or whatever, but Rome fell. They all fall. And the USA is going to fall. So, um, yay! I, yay! It can't happen soon <laughs> enough. Well, Happy New it's Year! It's gonna be it's gonna be a real rough time for people still in the United States when that occurs. That is true. I mean, that's it not gonna be is. a lot of fun. You mean are they gonna it's like attack gonna within? You mean they're gonna like roll in tanks or drop bombs? Just or? take a look at what no. it's like for everybody who's in some empire that falls. Yeah, it's I mean, it's going to be Estonians have done better. Bad. Estonia was a an empire. People, <laughs> they were part there, of the Soviet Union. A lot of deaths. There's going to be a lot of deaths. It's going to be very, very bad. People that can't get their medications, people that can't mm. get clean water. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, there's too many well, people. Wait, just because the on hold on, just hold on, just because the federal government fails doesn't mean the water supply is going to fail in Keene, New Hampshire. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I, I mean, if you're collecting your rainwater, that's one thing. But no, the city, the water city government it doesn't need the federal government to continue to clean the water supply. It's not just the federal government that's going to collapse. If the if the financial crisis hits, it's going to hit mm. all local governments just as hard, if not harder. Than right. the at least some government. local governments that uh, you know get assistance from the state or the feds, uh, these sorts of things that get redistribution from richer areas. You never know. Hang on, Gene. We'll continue. It's free talk live. You can uh, take control of the airwaves here. Even in these remaining moments, we have enough time for you. Just dial in now at 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. Hey, don't forget to check out more of Richie on his show, The Anarchist Experience. Anarchistexperience.com. At anarchistexperience.com, you can download episodes. You can subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, more subscribe to the podcast. Um we we do the live show, mm-hmm. um, but we haven't really like broadcast it because no one really calls in. But we do have call-in It's numbers. hard, man. We don't. It's even hard. Get, some nights we don't even get phone calls, and we're on a bunch of radio stations. <laughs> it is it what happens. it is. But the number's there on the website, so you yeah. can call in, leave us a message, tell us what you think, and then we'll talk about it or invite you on some other way to to have a discussion. What was the topic of uh, discussion this week? Is is the office of the presidency too powerful? Yes. Yes, well, it yeah. should not exist. Should not exist. You're the right. The whole federal government shouldn't exist, and that's what Gene, the Christian anarchist, is talking with us about. Here, he's talking about the government goon squad coming to an end. Uh, so you are saying it's going to be ugly. It's going to be dangerous. They're going to lash out. It's going to be uh, deadly. Tell me more. 
Well, I don't think they are going to lash out. I don't because it's like when the Soviet Union collapsed, the government went away overnight, but pretty much, you know, it took a, a little while. But once the checks stop coming or once the financial uh, disaster happens to where federal money is no longer any good, mm -hmm. people are not going to show up for work. The FBI mm -hmm. agents aren't going to show up for work when they're not getting a check. The police, the police goons aren't going to show up for work when they're not getting a check. Not for good. long. So, I mean, we did see for some amount of time they did continue to show up during the government shutdown last year. I think it was last year with A uh, lot of Trump. that was because, because there was an expectation. they they're going to get paid eventually. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying. They're going to keep going for some amount of time, but after months, they're probably going to give up. Yeah. So, uh, and when all that happens and when the, you know, food trucks stop rolling because people don't have, you know, I'm not going to show up to drive my, the truck if I'm not getting paid, that it's going to take a very long time to rebuild another structure that will take care of all that in the meantime for a lot of people yes lot of people. yeah in the meantime, but now wait a minute let's look at venezuela right now where you do have a situation where the government money is near right. to worthless that's what i was going to say yeah. um i mean it's still spendable you can still you know if you've got stacks and stacks and stacks of it you might be able to buy a beer uh, or you know, a dinner or something like Gotta that. Get on the gas. Uh, so you know, you can still spend the money, and people are going to obviously spend it as quickly as they receive it, so it doesn't continue to devalue while it's in their hands. Uh, but you, you can businesses still exist in Venezuela. I mean, they're they're struggling. It's hard to put food on the table. Uh, but a lot the, of people are also leaving Venezuela if they, if they those, can get out. Those that can afford it are right. leaving. Um, but that hasn't stopped the the government from continuing to you know just completely rape the populace there. Well, Venezuela does have the advantage of having countries around it mm -hmm. that have some kind of an economy going, and some of that trickles into the uh, Venezuela, and some of those people can. Uh, also migrate out into those other countries. So we're but all if going the to USA Canada. USA were to have that happen, it's basically a worldwide situation. As the reserve currency we're, of the world. Hmm. Yeah, we're not going to have neighbors in Canada helping us out or Mexico helping us out. That's it's not going to happen. Well, I don't so, think business is going to stop if the U.S. dollar fails. That they, they will go somewhere else. They will find some something else to trade will, in. Yes, some businesses will continue. You know, your local right. welding shop. He'll probably. Yeah trade for silver Take crypto and, silver yeah whatever yeah, i mean the transition from taking usds to crypto although if uh you know usds collapsed it would be bad for many companies but they can still accept um you know like the, there's an alternative right now today and it's not apple pay it's not google pay it might be Facebook's Libras or whatever the heck they're uh, they're pulling out because that's not necessarily tied to a particular currency. It's tied to multiple currencies. Well, that's that's a problem, and because once the dollar collapses, the euro is uh, and the pound uh, are right behind it. The, the fallout is going to be mainly those who are currently dependent on government financial services for sure, whether they're welfare recipients or government employees yes. or anyone you know any of the crony capitalists who can't compete. Without government protection, so but you think, but that's uh, a lot of people. You think, Gene, that the federal government is going to go the way of the uh, Soviet Union, where it basically just implodes quickly, uh, as opposed to say this Venezuelan slow fall into just a 
the toilet, uh, basically. I mean, the Venezuelan situation has gone on for years now. For most of the last decade, uh, it has gotten really bad, but it's continually gotten bad, and it hasn't been an overnight failure. Well, I think there'll be a slow lead-up to the collapse, but once the collapse happens, I do believe it'll be pretty fast. But hmm. yes... I'm the, the, I think it'll be sudden. The currency is the currency is going to take a while in order to get to where, the point where it's just totally useless. But once it reaches that point, yes, I think that the federal government will be gone within weeks. Well, if it if it does take a while, then that at least gives people the opportunity to get something else. If they didn't think it was important to diversify themselves now, they will start to think it's important as soon as the dollar starts dramatically losing value in the same way that many in Venezuela are absolutely interested in things like cryptocurrency because they see that as a better store of value than the Bolivar. The funny thing is, is that you can go online and argue all day and all night with a bunch of preppers about what's the best knife, but talk to them about cryptocurrency is like, wow, oh, I don't want to get a... You need to be prepared for the future where the dollar collapses. Well, yeah, but if you're a prepper, you also believe that the electricity grid's going to go down, in which case you crypto may. would be useless. You may believe in that. Yeah. I mean, there's a variety of uh, catastrophes that could happen. And if you want to be prepared for them, having some cryptocurrency is not a bad idea. Wouldn't hurt. I agree with you. But it's not where you should put all your eggs, I don't think. I think you need to have a diversified, you know, you could probably want to have some toilet paper. You probably want to have some bullets. Tw- 22 longs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The problem for a lot of people Cigarettes. is. The problem for a lot of people is because. Because the lead up is going to seem like the lead up has been in the past where, you know, the 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 boom bust cycle, right? The bust happens, but then it's followed by a boom or there's some sort of recovery or the government steps in to assist whatever is going on. That when the collapse actually happens, they won't be prepared for it because they think it's part of another cycle. So mm. it'll it'll oh, be it'll it, pass. It'll be a long build uh-huh. followed by a sudden collapse mm. of which there will be no recovery. And while people are waiting for the recovery to happen, that's when people get scared, people get you know angry, people get violent because they run out of their prepped stuff. And then where are you going to go get it? Well, what I mean, the, the black market. Half of the nation lives in uh, a small handful of cities, mm-hmm. piled up on top of each other like shoe boxes. That's going to be a bad those scene. Cities, right. Those cities that's what are going to be horrible. Yeah, that's going to be bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Yeah, they're going to be like zombies uh, coming out into the hinterland trying to find a radish to mm-hmm. eat. Well, they got guns in the hinterlands. So, yes, they do. Uh, that could get ugly. Hey, uh, Gene, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. That's Gene, the Christian anarchist. Sounded great there on our Discord server. Didn't they pretty much get rid of the guns in Connecticut and uh, New York State and They're trying uh, New to. Jersey? Uh, I don't think it's going to be as big of a problem there then. David is in New Mexico online listening on TuneIn. Go ahead. Yeah, there's many, many things that you didn't quite understand tonight. Not enough time to get into them all, but you're in that flow build up right now you're in it now hmm. and the the crypto i have gone personally on multiple occasions as long as eight months without going to the store to buy a single thing or having a single thing nice. delivered nice. to me which is which is far more valuable than having a bunch of cryptocurrency and nobody that will sell you anything because it's priceless and they need it for themselves and um oh uh uh, since you brought it up, oh, remember that uh, real in real life uh, scene, Terminator movie scene that I'm in with Arnold Schwarzenegger, just me and Arnold on a deserted street at midnight. Was this a dream you had? No, this was a, this was in real life. It really happened. I'm oh. I'm on the street and uh, with my girlfriend, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is coming towards us, and we 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 pass in the night, 
and exchange words on an empty street at midnight in the middle of winter in Minneapolis. And, and, and uh, he's coming down the street in a full-length leather trench coat looking exactly like a scene out of The Terminator. Uh, but anyway, and uh, nuclear power, uh, my cousin Ernest Orlando Lawrence, since you brought it up, Laurentium. He's just jumping all over the place. I, was, I thought you were going to tie Arnold Schwarzenegger into the... Uh, I, I, I am, but just everything we've Everything we've talked about. Right, dense down to 30 seconds. Over me. <laughs> you, yeah, 30 seconds. So anyway, my cousin was the first to split the atom. Look him up, Ernest Orlando Lawrence. And you misunderstood a whole a whole bunch of things. The guy in Germany was trying to tell tell you that you need to start thinking outside of the box. You, got, you need to st- stop thinking about exchanging goods for money because with the tr- if the trend continues, goods will become like air. It's just there. It doesn't cost anybody anything. Yep. You want a Mercedes? Just think it, and you'll have a Mercedes. Oof. That's the that's it's your three D printed Mercedes. You're, you're, you're thinking too much in real practical terms as of today. You need to start thinking more theoretically. Well, see, this That's is why people can't predict the future very effectively, because they only live in the now, and they don't have all the data that they would have in the future. So it can be difficult to know what's going to happen. Thank you for the call, David. And the people that can predict it correctly will profit. If they do the right things. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they got to predict it and act on the prediction. And, that's yeah, true. invest into things or whatever. I knew that was going to happen. Ideas. Whoops. Hey, we're out of time. See you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, you can join us then over at freetalklive.com. Some of you asked, and now we've delivered. LRN.FM's live Keene, New Hampshire studio shows are now streamed in HD on Twitch. Visit our channel at twitch.lrn.fm and give it a follow. If you have Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription on Twitch. If you use it on our channel, Twitch will give LRN.FM a monthly piece of your Prime subscription cost. So please watch, follow, share, and subscribe to twitch.lrn.fm. That's twitch.lrn.fm.